We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land in which we record this podcast today, the Arakwal people of the Bunjalong Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums-to-be and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here Here we go. Hello, Jade. Hello, Sophie and everybody listening. Now, we are very excited. We are coming to you this week with a very special bonus episode to celebrate four years of (gasps) Beyond the Bump, over 200 episodes and over 6 million downloads. And I think it goes without saying before we get started that we could not have done this for so long, rabbiting on, gas bagging away without all of you beautiful listeners. So from the bottom of our heart, we want to say the biggest thank you. Big, big thank you. And now we would like to say, let's pop the bubbly and have some fun. (laughs) It's actually not bubbly. It's a white wine, but we'll pretend it's... (laughs) We'll pretend it's a bubbly. Champagne. It's not champagne. It's It'll do. It's a shardy. So we've decided we're going to scare the shit out of ourselves and go back down memory lane and listen to the very first few episodes because we obviously have come a long way since production-wise. We're at over 200 episodes. And I cringe at the fact that we, like, wherever we started outside under an airfield. I actually, if anyone messages in saying, hey, I just listened to Bloody... It is bubbly. Is it? That's bubbly. Oh, it's sparkling. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Scenes of our entire life. Behind Me the telling scenes. Jade she's wrong about something 50% of the time she is, 50% of the time no, she's not. 90% of the time. No, we haven't come into this episode with that much format because it's just us. We thought we'd have fun with it. You'd think after four years we'd know what we're doing. Disclaimer, we don't. But we did <laughs> want to take a trip down memory lane, as you said, and listen to a few snippets from early on. And I do want to say every now and again, we get a DM that said, hey, just listen to blah, blah, blah episode. Oh my God, I loved it. And I think to myself, oh my goodness, that was like episode six. And I honestly have a visceral reaction to it. I cannot yeah. handle the thought that those episodes are still <laughs> out in the universe (laughs) and I like to pretend they don't exist because we legitimately knew nothing. We thought anyone who knows anything about audio, like obviously you want to be in a small space, you want there to be soft furnishings, you want it to, you know, be cosy and all this kind of thing. We sat out on Jade's balcony. She lives underneath an airstrip. She has about 732 different animals making (laughs) various noises. She had dogs that would run after one another. RIP, was it London or Boston? Leo. In London. Like you, you had two dogs that were in the midst of dying. So they would come and they would like fart in front of us they would like piss on the floor at our feet and it just never occurred to us that like maybe like there were some days that 
I don't know how you measure wind. Like I've never really understood wind, but we would sit like outside. Like baby wind or outside weather No, 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 like wind. outside weather wind okay. with lots of knots. I don't know how many knots is a lot of knots, yeah, but it was yeah, yeah. lots of knots. And then every now and again we would listen back and just go, well, we, we can't release that because all you can hear is wind. But the funny thing is one day it was a little bit windy <laughs> It were like, this is how much, like, I don't think podcasting was really a thing because it was just before COVID hit and we're like winging it. Anyway, we're just sitting there on the balcony and we're like, oh, I can't really hear much that well. So what do we do? We get Yumi's muslin cloth and just put it over our heads. We're going to have to bring up this photo. We have a photo of us recording with that. Like that's going to do Why anything. Why don't we just go inside? I don't know. And then we did go inside, but your house is very open, very wooden, very, very echoey. I'm not really sure why it took so long to move from your house to my house. <laughs> it w- it because then a- we moved to my house for quite some time because that was a carpeted house until you got the pod. Yeah. But I just, it's just a really, really interesting decision. But I feel like that's the whole journey of that's this podcast. We haven't really had like a thought process that has been really <laughs> strict. We've kind of just been like going with the flow and learning from our mistakes. And you guys, I think this is the biggest part that we love is that obviously Sophie and I weren't long life friends. We met just before we did the podcast. So whenever people start this podcast, you've essentially started this podcast and also started the friendship with Sophie and I. So mm. we've all grown together over 200 episodes and I think I'm excited as much as we cringe about what these episodes are going to sound like, but also what growth we've had, mm. the milestones. But I think that's the beauty of when we launched. When we launched, of course, podcasts Can actually... Can you drink your drink? Yeah, sure. Of course, podcasts actually were a thing but obviously the like the market wasn't as saturated so you could kind of launch taking a risk (laughs) and having no idea about audio but if we tried to launch now with the setup that we had then there is just absolutely no way so thank you for allowing us the time to grow and also to learn and and thank you to the listeners that have actually started from scratch recently because obviously you've listen to other podcasts now with a lot of better gear and audio systems but we have started you guys off in raw mode and yeah I'm really going to be embarrassed about this. I think that People who've been listening for a while have probably heard us explain how we met, how the podcast started a few times before, but any time at all we do a Q&A, I feel like whether it's on our personal pages, whether it's on Beyond the Bump, it's always how did you and Jade meet? Are you guys sister-in-laws? Are you guys childhood best friends? And how did the podcast start? So I feel like we should start from there, but we'll do it quickly because we understand that there are a lot of listeners who will be like, yeah, 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 I could write this myself. Yeah. And can we also get down to the pinpoint of how many people think that we are the opposite in voice. So when Mm. they look at the photo on the podcast app or our logo, they think my voice is Sophie's and Sophie's voice is Jade's. So Sophie, who is me, I am on the left. If you're looking at it, you're on the left-hand side. And Jade's on the yes, right side. Yes, Sophie's on the left-hand side. Jade is on the right-hand side. If you want to forever imagine us the other way around, that's fine. Mm. But how did it start? We kind of met over Instagram. Yeah. We 
had never met before. I don't even know how we started talking on Instagram. Someone showed me your profile one day and they were like, oh my God, look, look at this. Sick fo- bitch. No, they were like, first they were like, I found the sick bitch. They mm. found the cute photo of Pearl in this cute little. Well, it wouldn't have been Pearl because Pearl oh, was a God. long <laughs> way off being conceived. But you're looking into the future. Poppy. P- Poppy was wearing this cute as little green knit. And I think she had a little beanie on. Anyway, I was like, that is the cutest thing ever. It reminds me of my nan's knit that Billy had on, blah, blah, blah. And I started following you and I'm like, oh, I actually think I really like this girl. And then we just got started talking, you know, you just end up having conversations through stories or captions. And I was like, no, I like her personality. Yeah. And then I went on a podcast and I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh my gosh, someone just gave me the opportunity to talk nonstop for an hour. What did you talk about? It was actually... Actually, so I live on what's called the Tweed Coast and it was someone who had started a podcast about the Tweed Coast and it was all about the Airbnb that we run in the area. Completely unrelated. How is it going now, that podcast? I don't think it's still a thing. But it wasn't because of my episode. (laughs) (laughs) It kept going on. But the the lady who did that was so, I mean, as much as our audio was shocking when we started, she was so generous in teaching me all about audio. Um, She probably listened and was like, where did the lessons I taught you go? (laughs) but she tried Um, but yeah and I really enjoyed it for those that don't know I uh, worked as a doctor before I had Poppy and at this stage I was pregnant with Goldie and I hadn't returned to medicine in between having Poppy and Goldie and I was a little bit like what do I want to do I want to do something my social media was kind of increasing I was doing odd jobs here and there but I you're about at 7k I remember and I'm like do I follow her no I'm kidding 7,000 was it yeah you're at 7k Yeah. yeah there you go And um, you've risen to the top in a heartbeat. I've been on Instagram for like ever since it was out. Yeah, same, but not in any kind of good way. No, neither. But also like you've just flown and just shot out of the sky. I'm just like cruising. I'm on cruise control. (laughs) Or no one likes me. But anyway. I I don't know how to respond to that. It's making me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) But anyway, I went on this podcast and I thought, oh, maybe a podcast is something I can do. And then I thought, and I was like, I'd love to talk about areas of motherhood that aren't spoken about a lot. And Jade and I met once. We decided to have a little blind date meet up at Mm. the farm. I had just Poppy and I was pregnant. Yes. You just had Yumi. Yes. And we met, we got on really well. We actually thought we were both really similar, which was so funny. And, about, and we thought we were really funny too. Yeah, we did. I mean, that, that's still true. Yeah, yeah, no, the thought of it, not the yeah, reality yeah, yeah, of yeah, it, the yeah. thought. Yeah. But it was about six months later and I said to Jade, hey, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. I would love you to come on and chat about your postnatal depression journey. And Jade had a think about it and she said, I'm going to one-up you. Do you want a co-host? And I said, yeah, I do. I would love to see my phones on record right now our very first message. Imagine if we're going to, we'll go back and see if we can find it. Yeah. Unless we've deleted it because there's just too many. But I reckon it's in there. Yeah, we'll get scrolling. Oh, my the God. The next time nah. you have three or four nah, hours. It's going to take too long. long. No, I reckon you can, you know, you've promised now. Yeah, right. In all your in spare, my spare time. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how we met. And that's how it started. And then we sort of really, I guess, off experiences because before I was a mum, I did marketing and advertising. So I sort of had an idea of how to somewhat, I don't know, create a space for the podcast on social media and 
try and get it sponsored. And we just really, really put what we knew, like in terms of your experience being a doctor, me on the other side of, you know, content creation, we just kind of gelled it together and winged it. We winged the hell out of this mm, job and we, we, still are. we still are. And it's, I think when we sit here and also when people have these conversations and Sophie and I sit back, every time we have a conversation about like from where we started and where we were at, we always look at each other and are just so blown away with what we've created and the community that are you listening because it's just not something that happens and I think what really got to me and I'll bring it up now is the woman that wrote in the letter to us I got goosebumps already about stating that she never comments or likes or you know goes out of her way to appear a BTB fan but she's a dedicated listener and she has been from the start and she said I just want you guys to know how much in one part you've saved my life and also been there for me as friends and you've had no idea about this so I thought I'd be not selfish and let you guys know that but also I'm just one of those people. I'm sure there are thousands of me out there. And uh, that really sat with me in my heart because I think sometimes when you're doing a job and you're working hard and you're listening, like Sophie and I are just talking right now and we don't know who's listening. We don't know. We like we get the stats and they're decent, but like <laughs> we, we we don't know at the time. It's not something that we're thinking about. That letter has actually inspired me. I feel like I Everyone quiet- writing more letters. No, 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 but I feel like I quietly listen or like, you know, you go out for a meal and it's amazing and and you don't say or do anything yeah. or, or you know or, or there's plenty of podcasts I listen to and I never think to write a review or send in my my thanks for even just the entertainment or anything and that letter really and this is not our way to ask more people to tell us we're amazing but it, it made Only me in a Apple review it that made me think oh like it, it costs nothing to tell people when they've had a positive impact, impact whether that be profound yeah. or superficial. So, yeah, that inspired me because that letter like really gave me goosebumps. And also it goes a long way on a friendship level, a family level and a professional level. Like I think even in this social weird content creation world to to tell another woman that they're doing a great job mm. and that you're really proud of them or this is this is great or mm. commenting. I know it sounds so minor, but like some of these women are doing it to feed like their their families and they're doing it for so many reasons. And I think a simple kind act goes a long way. And that one letter has sat with us in our souls mm. for like weeks now. Well, mm. actually a couple of weeks. Mm. And yeah, so Point is, kindness is the, wonderful. I think one of the most special things that when I look back on the podcast and whether like the timing was just so perfect and I actually don't think I realized because you know we've done a couple of like smaller live events here or there and then I went to the we don't have time for this live show and I think you had a similar experience but you went to the Brisbane one and I went to the Sydney one and I was blown away because we were both obviously going as spectators Mm. to sit watch support friends of ours and the same tale came up time and time again and it was I had my first baby during COVID I found beyond the bump during COVID and it was the only mother's group the only resource that I had access to you know like I think us as new mums I mean mine was my second child during COVID but I still I, I still felt that 
you know, you just felt so alone because you couldn't go and join in on the things that you normally did. And you constantly felt like, oh, am I breaking a rule here? Am I putting someone at risk there? And I think that's what has been so special. And now a lot of those kids are three or four years old and maybe they've had another child or, you know, maybe they've stuck around for the toddler content or whatever. But I think it's, yeah, if I look, I hope that, you know, further on in life and even now I look back and I'm like, I feel really proud that we were able to be that to people during a really hard and dark time. Without even really knowing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does. It hits home. And also I think a... Not that this is just a big speech because, you know, we're just it's on getting here doing a it. Circle jerking, it is. It's it? a circle yeah. jerking. But also we didn't know the direction that this podcast was going to go in. We didn't know that we were going to, you know, interview professionals or we're going to have random conversations about sex. And like, we just didn't know. All we knew is that there was a space for motherhood chat. Yeah. And we were going to feel Real it. Real motherhood chat. Yeah. And we were going to yeah. feel it. Yeah. If you look back on, so we've done over 200 episodes right now. If someone said to you, and that someone is I, because I'm about to say it to you, (laughs) what is the episode that has stood out the most to you in that time? Okay. This is going to sound terrible, but I don't have the best memory. Like if someone says in a message, Hey guys, do you have an episode about blah, blah, blah? Sophie will be like, yep, here it is. Pull it up. Done. I... It takes a little bit of time for me, but I would have to say a mother's mental load was one of my biggest highlights because I think it is something that no matter what mother you are, where you are in the world, you do feel like that. That is something so relatable. Mm. And I think that the reaction we got from that episode was absolutely massive. And it was empowering to know that two women, that was just you and I having a conversation about Mm. the mother's mental load and how we feel. And it it really spoke to mm. a lot of people out there. Mm. So that was my favourite. What was yours? Um, Take a sip. I mean, there's been so many. I think... I think one that always stands out to me is when we spoke to Dr. Sophie Brock, who's a sociologist in motherhood, and we did an episode on being the good enough mother. Mm. And I think I am a very like type A personality. When I do things, I want to do them well. And it just... It just reminded me that in every way we are set up to fail and to just do it how you want to do it because it's never going to be good enough really in anyone else's eyes, but good enough is good enough. And I just loved that chat. And I also want to say that this for me has been like a personal diary therapy in its way. And for some that have written in, it's actually helped them greatly. Me just speaking my truth about anxiety, depression, or how I'm feeling. And I am so humbled that a lot of people can appreciate that because it is for some scary. It's also humiliating to feel, you know, this way when people don't, or a lot of people don't talk about it. But in this community that we have and the listeners that are you, you guys make it such a safe place to be Mm. able to talk. And so if you always do, you have the right things to say to nurture me in the conversation that 
it enables me to continue these conversations. It's interesting because the two episodes I'd probably feel the most proud of were you when you came on and chatted when you were in the middle of um, a really deep depression. I don't blame you. And then also when I was given the space to do the first Mm. trimester diaries and it's interesting because they both have that same theme of speaking while you're in it. And as much as I think when both of us did it, it was really scary because so often you speak about these things from a place of hindsight. And I think in hindsight, you can always give things a little bit of Mm. rose-coloured glasses. Yeah, I think they're the ones that I'm like, yeah, because I just, I do feel proud because I think that, yeah, so often these conversations aren't have had while it happens. So thank you for speaking during that time. And then thank you for week in, week out throughout my whole first trimester, giving me the space to talk about that. Yeah, you're welcome. Now, do you have any regrets from the past four years? Look, the reason that I don't listen back to episodes is because I would cringe, but today we're going to listen back to a few. I don't have any regrets. I don't think, like, people ask me that even about my tattoos that ideally aren't cool today. But you know what they do? They tell a story and they have a memory. So I think everything that I do, I either learn from or I grow from. And Yes, I can feel uncomfortable with if I if I re-listen to something and be like, wow, that's so not how I am now. But I think that just shows personal growth. What about you? I don't think so. My only regret would be, and it's funny to call it a regret because I feel like a regret is something that you like want to take back. Want to take back from the past, but it's still something that I'm grappling with today. Is I have such an immense fear of offending people, like so huge. And I feel like I have allowed that and I allow it to get in the way sometimes of either speaking my truth or covering certain topics or whatever, because I have this real fear of offending people, even more so than receiving negative feedback, because often the negative feedback comes from you having offended someone. But I also, in the same breath, I'm like, but if a tale is worth telling, often there are going to be like, you know, different reactions to that. I will say, I think that I am growing a thicker skin. That's something that I feel like has really, I've been learning and one way I've had growth throughout this phase, but I'm definitely not there in like, you know, water off a duck's back. Like it's still, but you know, like the other morning we got a a message on Instagram that in the past would have really rattled me and played on my mind. And I was able to go, no, there was a reason we did do that. Like, yeah, you can't always please everyone. And like I'm 36, just turned 36. And I have only just started realizing and learning tools of not people pleasing. And I think that I've only really worked out that you can't control how others feel and think. Mm. And this is not something that you can just tell. Like I can't just say to you and I, you know, I think we've both got kind hearts. We mean well. I don't say to you, oh, it's just this simple. You've just got to not worry about how they feel. I understand this is a massive process. This is you to a T that is really sensitive because you don't want to overstep the mark. But I think learning that other people are always going to have opinion and they're always going to feel different Mm. to you and that is okay because Mm. it's their opinion that is where it changes and that's where I go 
however you want it. Like it can be confronting and I think it will always be confronting when you get a message. But I think after you get confrontation or something that you feel uncomfortable with, you can sit there and go, well, that's just their opinion. It's so interesting because this might come as a surprise to people who aren't in podcasts, but I remember listening to the ladies who host Shameless, yep. Michelle and Zara, and they were being interviewed, I think it was by Claire Stevens on one of the Mamma Mia podcasts, and they were saying how they don't read their reviews. And apparently across the board, like in the industry, a lot of people don't read their reviews. And at the time I was reading reading the reviews and they would, you know, I could read 27 glowing reviews in a row and then I would read one negative review that was literally about something about like, you know, me being privileged because I was getting my child a passport. And I would let it get to me so much that I would start to go, oh, like we need to change our content in this way. Oh, no, I can't possibly mention that I'm going on a holiday because, you know, that that will will offend people and all this stuff. And I got to the point after listening to this podcast, I thought, why am I even reading the reviews? And that might sound like, oh, that's so silly because you can't take on feedback. But I think when you work in the job that we do, you soon realize there are so many ways that people can contact you. So people can give you feedback through DMs, through email, through reviews, through comments, through, I don't know, if they know you, call you up and give you a text message. There's so many ways and reviews are anonymous. And I think it was Michelle from Shameless who said it. She's like, until someone has to put their name to a review and the person gets a right of reply, Hmm. why should you take that on board to change the way you do your job if they're able to leave that review anonymously? And I was like, that's so true. And then I heard this other interview with the host of Diary of a CEO. He's an incredible speaker. His name's Stephen. And he said, I can't remember the stat, but he's like, if you think about how many people, his podcast is one of the most listened to podcasts in the world. And he's like, okay, so if I think about how many people listen to my episode, he's like, maybe one in 10,000 people is like a murderer. Maybe one in every hundred or 200 people is a narcissist. Maybe one, you know, and he's like, if you think of it this way, if like a murderer came to you and offered you feedback on the way you were doing your job, you probably wouldn't take it on because you'd be like, why am I taking advice from you or or whatever? And so many more reasons that are less severe than a serial killer or a murderer. But it's just, you just open yourself up to to, to take feedback from absolutely everyone. And well, it's it, the unknown, isn't and it? And it's like in no other no aspect of life would you do that. Do that. Yeah. And take that on or be offended by it. So anyway, that's one way that I'm continually trying to grow. And we do, of course, take feedback on board. But I think one of the things I've learned is it's like, where do you get that feedback from? And I have no problem with feedback. But the only thing that I say with the reviews, because you can't reply back, you can't say how you feel. And I don't know, stick up for you, defend yourself. But you guys are gonna be like, oh, Jay, get over it. But like, This is how I see it, right? If you listen and you're an avid listener and you've listened to a fair few episodes of ours, if you write a review based on one episode that you don't like and you write it comment from one episode. And you rate you rate it one star, that brings the whole rating system down. If we've given value to you in your life for, I don't know, we've made an impact here, there, and wherever. 
then give it a five-star or four-star rating and give us your feedback. Absolutely go for it. And also, just (laughs) on top of that, if you've only listened to one episode and you're coming on giving a review, don't review. You can't base life off one episode. One free episode that you were well and truly able to turn off. Sometimes I laugh with podcasts because I'm like so often I'll listen to a podcast and I just won't gel with the host or their voice annoys me or I'm not interested. Yeah, voices annoy you me You just too. turn it off, don't you? Yeah. You just I don't turn go, it off. I, your voice or this wasn't, and, and this is another thing that I have vented to you about and it's like the relatability Olympics and I know relatable, authentic content, it hits home, it's great, but I have this real annoyance with people thinking that everything should be exactly relatable to them. God, I like this. You, I hope you have a few more sips. Just <laughs> get everything out of Sophie in this episode. You said it was Sarah. She's like, another thing that I want to talk about. <laughs> no, but I see it so I much. Agree. Whether it be Instagram or something you read or like I roll, like that person has a nanny or whatever. And it's like, if the only things we read, watched, listened to, ingested in any way were relatable to us, completely relatable, what a boring fucking life. And that's what I can't stand. It's like an aspect of something can be relatable to you and then other aspects might not be. But like I sit down and I watch TikToks all the time of people literally going, okay, I'm going to rate my Chanel bags from one to 10. Is that relatable to me? No, I can't afford one Chanel bag, let alone a top one to 10 of my best. And some of my Chanel bags don't even fit in that top one to 10. Like it's not relatable to me is it entertaining yeah yeah like is it sometimes tone deaf yeah <laughs> but also but I don't comment going I can't afford this don't put out this content it's like you know what I feel like it if I, had, I don't even know where this episode who cares it's not going anywhere we're just spinning shit but like if I had 10 of me in a room fuck <laughs> Fuck. We need a drink. We need a drink. We need a ten of jade in a room. But imagine ten of me in a room. I'd need more than one glass of bubbles. You'd be like, like I do like myself, but I'd be like, oh, my God, give me some substance. Like we can't have have just the same person as you around. Like I I don't think you can marry the same person as you either. Like that's another thing. Yeah. Like Harry is the opposite of me. I think we've both married the opposite of We have in so many ways. Yeah. It's just interesting. I'm life. still getting out. Um, that, that's going to wake me up at 2 a.m. imagining what? 10 of you in one room. <laughs> I reckon I could be in, I could be one person in 10 of Sophie's and just piss every one of them off. Sophie just burped. I know. We unplugged it was a the Homer cord and burp. it was off mic. And it I was great. the best burp and you all missed it. <gasps> what is one thing you would like to change about the podcast? One thing that I would like to change about the podcast, this is a place in my life. The podcast is something that I really wouldn't change. I like that it's organic. I like the community. I think the one thing that I would change is the interaction that we have with our listeners. I would. I was going to say the well, same Well, I've stolen thing. it. Yeah, I reckon okay. that... 
And we, we look, we're going to bring out a pen and pad to our dinner tonight because... Yeah, we're going out for dinner tonight and work's coming yeah, with Yeah, we've us. got a strategy meeting. We're putting on the business card. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, we want to work out a way that we can give you guys more than just our voices. We think we're, we've got some pretty cool stuff up our sleeves. And if anyone has any ideas, oh, yeah. we're more than happy to rip you off. So just yeah. send it in. Yeah. If you have ideas, yeah, we are in the middle of strategizing 20 2024. 2024, how we can meet more of you, see more of you, give you more, create more of a community. We know how isolating motherhood can be. So any way that we can strengthen this community, we want to. Can we tell them? We're trying to think outside the box. Can we tell them our far-fetched one? What's our far? So our far-fetched one is that we would like to have a bumpies vacation away in (laughs) Bali. This is you ready for it. No, guys, listen. We're hiring out an island in Fiji. Oh, sorry. We're hiring out an island in Fiji and everyone has to take, you can take a week off or if you can't do that, you can take three to four days. But ideally you'd take about six days and you'd plan this with your partner and have it all locked in, ready to go. You'd Fill the fridge if that's what the fuck you want to do. If you don't, just let them wing it because it's a week and we would literally have Rudolph Fabulous Games. It would be the week of our lives and a whole bunch of women having fun. The only trouble is that unfortunately our community is struggling to get out and have a coffee on their own. A week, a week in Bali or Fiji might be pushing it. So, look, I'm just saying, if you guys are keen to join us, let us know. If you own an island in Fiji and you're listening and you'd (laughs) like to sponsor our retreat, just let us know. Anyone, Jetstar, what's his name? Richard Branson, if you're listening, we can have a jet. Yeah. So, the one thing I would change is the same way to get out there. And another thing is, you guys might not know this, but we have been dealing with a dodgy mic. Probably a year. If Jade even breathes <laughs> the wrong way, her cord becomes unplugged. And I don't see the still, only so way. Not yeah, she doesn't. Time. She fidgets constantly. <laughs> and the only way we know that our mics are properly set up and plugged in is because when Jade's gets plugged in properly, there's a slight ring. It's almost like we've both got tinnitus the whole time. <laughs> I thought it was but tinnitus. Oh, it's probably can say it both ways, but it's, it's like it's like big, it's like the most annoying noise that has become this like it's comfort in our, it's in our because ears. it's how we know we're recording. <laughs> so when we finally take the leap of leap of faith and spend like a whole four hundred dollars on a new <laughs> microphone, we're probably going to be anxious messes because we won't have our little comfort yeah. ring in our ear. But that's in our strategy meeting later. <laughs> we'll, we'll cross that off. We'll work that out. All right. What else? I feel like I need to ask you a question. You do, but hey, what's new? <laughs> <laughs> We're winging it though. I know. That's fine. I'm, I'm making these up as I go along, babe. I know. Okay. So this one was from Taylor. Hello, Taylor. She said, do you see parenting differently than you did when starting the potty? And if so, how? I like that. Yes, I actually do. I feel like I have learnt so much from the podcast that I feel like I... Uh. That was Jade. I think I'm more consciously parent. I think I think more about parenting than I did previously. I feel like I have like more tools and strategies to use in hard situations. And Jade and I have actually agreed on this before. And this is quite funny. I think the podcast has made me a more patient, calm parent in public because (laughs) there have been so many times, and this is not uh, blowing my own trumpet, but quite often in like family heavy settings, 
there's someone we will get recognized or you can you can tell someone's looking at you and you're like I know you're a bumpy the way you're looking at me and so I have to be really conscious that I can't be like in public oi (laughs) get the fuck in the car (laughs) because I'm like what if there's a bumpy over there who has literally heard me on the podcast last week being like oh my god peace love and kindness and it is so funny like my mum's been recognized taking my niece to swimming lessons. She's like, I feel like I can't even pick my wedgie in public anymore. (laughs) And look, I don't think we're famous or anything or any stretch like that, but it has made me think in public. And then it is, and then I feel like because I've put that into practice in public, it has, you know, gone into my private parenting as well, that I'm more patient and kind. What about you? I'm going to say, (laughs) I'm going to say that there is a bit of fame. If someone can notice you on a ski mountain, a mountain of snow, I was walking (laughs) in snow gear with goggles on, someone halfway down the mountain stops and goes, hey, you're the co-host of Beyond the Bump. And I just give a thumbs up and she keeps on going down the mountain. I was like, I've made it. Guys, I have freaking made it. I told mom and she's like, that's great, Jay. Get in the car. <laughs> anyway, let's be honest. I think that my views on parenting change week to week based on who we have on the podcast because <laughs> it does. I get so, I get new information. I get excited to try new things with the family and really it just keeps getting better and better. I just feel like my family's not getting better and better. <laughs> I just feel like the conversations are getting better and better. So I like to experiment with my family those (laughs) things that we learn and they may not last Your kids are probably like, oh, God, she clearly talked about this on the podcast last week. They actually do. They're like, oh, (laughs) Mum, we know, we get, we've got to be mindful. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't just walk around the house saying everyone has to be mindful. Have you ever had a shit guest or an interview you couldn't release? Yeah, look. We're not going to lie. We've had a few that we haven't released. And obviously Sophie doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. No, but none of them have been shit, but they just... They're not adding enough, I guess, substance or you have to be really mindful of the flow of the conversation as well. And we are really mindful of that because if it doesn't flow then it's going to be really hard for listeners to listen. So whenever we get a recording draft back, we are very mindful and aware of how this is going to sit in your ears. So we are always the first people to listen and go, we have to pull this. And, yeah, it's not a nice thing, but we do go above and beyond to make sure that what you're going to hear is quality. Yeah, I feel like off the top of my head we've had one that couldn't go live because the audio wasn't good enough. Yeah. One, someone was still in court with an ex-partner and we spoke to lawyers and the advice was given that it could be classed as defamation and it wasn't worth putting ourselves in the centre of. Yeah, there's been a couple that we just feel like they haven't gone in-depth enough in the thing that we've got them on to talk about Mm. and that it's not adding enough to the conversation. And then we've had one that has been asked to be taken down and that was fair enough. That was one on step-parenting and the biological mother of the child asked us to take the episode down because she felt like, you know, she wasn't given a right of reply. She didn't necessarily agree with everything that was said and we took it down straight away because, yeah, if we put ourselves in our shoes, if we were the biological mother too, 
we could feel the way, that same way as well. But I would say very rarely does something not go live. Yeah, 90% of the time we've nailed it every time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we open up about this. How does podcasting generate income? Because I've had family like sit down dinners and people are like, oh, you have a podcast. It's like, so what else do you do? And I'm like, that's it. That's That's what I do. And they're like, how on earth does podcasts like, even my dad still to this day sometimes he's like did you get data da for free and I was like well yeah but but I was I, I was paid like I, I it says paid there and he's like oh, you mean you got paid for that I'm like it's my <laughs> fucking job what do you mean and he'll be like oh my Wait. god that's amazing you got that for free and I'm like look it is amazing but it, it it's also my livelihood. <laughs> Dr. Timmy, I reckon he's so close for packing up obstetrician and just getting on a pod and then he's just going to retire. You better not. Do you know every time he buys anything he goes, could you get a discount for me? <laughs> Do you have an affiliate and code? And I'm like, what, are you going to post about it, Timmy? Like, yeah. Am I expected to post about every purchase you make? Um, but look, for people that want to know, it comes to sponsors because you can do a subscription with Apple Podcasts, which that means that you guys would pay a fee to get like bonus episodes. Is that something that we are thinking of doing? No. Would we down the road? Who knows? Because we don't know what we're doing tomorrow <laughs> or yesterday, but we don't know. If it adds value for you guys, then we will do it. But we are trying to bring you guys free content and we're working with brands that can potentially highlight products that would benefit you as well. So it's a win-win situation. They have the budget to be able to do this and you guys have the ears to listen. And then hopefully we get a discount code, which adds value for you guys as well. So I think that it works really nicely and you guys aren't out of pocket. But when we do do live, like little tours or something we come up with, you're definitely, definitely coming to those. And look, they're not going to be astronomical, but we've got to make some money somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever get jealous of each other or compare yourself to each other or others? Oh, juicy. Let's drink. I would say less and less with time because with time, I think we have realized just how different we are. So I like I, I try not to compare myself with other people at all, but I would say that I don't I don't even know an actual situation, but I would say that probably at the beginning, I would have, yeah, had moments where maybe, I don't even know. I don't know that I felt jealous. I, I'm jealous of the way you can get over things. <laughs> but then I'm like, I know that I have strengths in other areas. Do you know what I mean? So, no, I don't I don't think I do. So the way I see it is. I, I'm not a particularly jealous, like it, jealousy is not something that I feel a lot. I have many flaws, but I, I wouldn't say like jealousy is a character trait of mine. So I'm not a jealous type. I can be envious, but I feel like in terms of envy that you can respect and admire people for what they do, but you can always feel a little bit like disheartened in a way that you're like, oh, it's sitting with me in a way that that's my problem, not theirs. Mm. And I think that it doesn't come out being spiteful because you're like, I really love that person and I really want the best for them. I've got that problem with that. Mm. But in terms of us, the way I see it is Sophie and I have a podcast, which is almost like having a baby and a relationship together. Do I want the best for Sophie as she is literally my other half, even on a personal level, if we're talking about social media, which I'm assuming you are, then absolutely I do. 
does she get different jobs to me? How does that make me feel? I used to back in the day probably sit there and go, how come she would get a certain job and I wouldn't, vice versa. And as I've grown, I've understood what qualities we both have. Now, we have very different qualities. We have similar qualities, Mm. but we are both bringing valuable things to our audience. That's why we have a following. And whether or not people think it's good, bad, funny, whatever it is, that is who we are. And I like to say this because I've grown up with girlfriends, I guess, that have always sort of teared me down in a way because I would have, it's so funny saying this now because like I don't think I've had attention off guys for fucking 10 or 15, 20 years. But anyway, like if there you, was one there day. There was when. a day in high school that guys thought I was good looking and girls hated it. They didn't want a bar of it. They'd say things behind my back. And it was a really hard time to have friends when I really didn't care about boys. So I guess what I'm saying in this whole situation is if there is anything in life, it is always valuing your friends. Even if you feel a little bit off, you need to sit with yourself and kind of even write out what is it that is annoying you about this situation? Because most times it's actually not the issue with them. It's something that you have a problem with yourself that you can actually work through and then yeah, you can process that. It's, um, look, it's a massive, um, personal growth journey, but I think, as I said at the start of this, we are a united force, no matter what, like on a personal level, whatever you do, I'm proud, whatever you do with the podcast, I'm proud. Yeah. It's just, I feel grateful that we have a really good relationship. And I know that there are podcasters who admit out there that they argue and fight and, you know, get off each other all the time we are lucky enough to communicate really well. This isn't jealousy. This is, I don't know what emotion this is, but sometimes I feel pissed off at Jade. No, no, no. I feel bad because I feel like Jade has come into this part of her life where you're out of, you're still in the trenches, like you're still busy, you have three kids, your life is very busy, but you've come out of that like, baby stage, like Yumi's like on the border of toddler and hectic childhood. She's still hectic, but like, you know, like you're, you're a little bit coming up for breath, even though it doesn't feel like that at times like yesterday. Whereas I am so thick in it, not saying mine is harder than yours, but in terms of like Pearl has care one day a week, I wake up like two, three, four, five, six times a night. And sometimes I feel like I'm holding us back because you're in a stage of your life. And I know that when I'm at your stage, I'm going to feel that same way that it's like, what's next? How do we grow? Where do we go from here? Like ready to really like take it on. Whereas I'm like watching Pearl grow before my eyes and I'm like, I want the podcast to grow, but I also don't want any more time away from her. And I'm tired but that's <laughs> and I have three kids, none of which are in school yet. And I'm just a bit like, I feel sometimes like I'm like, fuck, I'm holding us back. Because you are a self-confessed control freak. Yeah. That's why. And you feel like when you're in control, then everything is okay. And the one thing that I want to say to you, which we say to each other all the time, but our listeners may or may not know this, whenever one of us goes down, 
one of us brings us up. They take over no matter how much sleep they've had or not have, whatever situation they're in, whoever is really drowning, the other person just takes over. And this is the beauty of our partnership is because we've always got each other's back and we will always get through it. And I think if we didn't have each other, then it would be a completely different ball game. But I understand what you're saying. Because yeah, but I'm not going to be like here for a year. <laughs> steer oh, the no, trip. No way. Steer the ship. No. Steer the trip. Where's it going? The Fiji. <laughs> no, but I feel like I have been there. And I think this is where it comes to me getting it. I have been there with the sleepless nights and the three kids and mm. people don't go to school and then they're sick. And I'm like, oh my God, I've, I've had it. And there are times that my kids all get sick or they're all on school holidays and I don't have any time because they're all in my grill, which I love. But like, you know, Can't I talk about all the time. Anyway, my point is it's hard. It's a juggle. I understand you and I've got you. Mm. Okay. I'm actually scared when we're both dealing with school holidays next year. Well, we're going to have to be better organized, I think. We will. We'll just, we'll work something out. We'll go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on See a bumpies tour. See ya. We got to go. Got tour. What a shame. Nick oh, and Harry, you'll be fine. Fourth tour of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Every turn. All right. I think we need to listen to some of these. Okay. Things. Let's go. Let's go. Do the first ever one. Okay. Oh, dear God. I'm so nervous. Like when we say we've not listened, we've never, ever listened back, ever. And we're going to find out the date. Oh, we're really winding You've back really the clock here. You've really got to scroll. Oh, oh, my God. Okay. Okay. November 2019 is when we're st- – oh, so it is nearly our anniversary when this comes out. That's the whole point. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in charge of scheduling? No idea. Okay. Episode one, Get to Know know Us. us. Here Here we go. All righty. So in our first episode, it's just us, Jade and I. Is that you? Um, and it's an opportunity for us to introduce ourselves and for you guys to get to know the voices that you'll hopefully listen to on a regular basis. Um, warning, we did a bit of a practice before and not even we could tell our voices <laughs> apart. So basically you're screwed. It's um, echoey, but it's so not yeah, as bad start, as I remembered. So at the start we thought we were similar. I sound very nasal. I you sound do. like I've got a yeah, sinus infection. Really so, um, or a coke problem. Yeah, Jade's going to start <laughs> off asking me a few things Um Go. Oh. Sure. So, wow, the well, pauses. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my Thank god! Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> Pleasure. First question: <laughs> How old are you? I am. Right, let's skip to another one. Plus. Okay, let's go. Oh, Q and A. Okay, this is our first episode with Dr. Timmy. Q and A with ONG and fertility specialist. It should have been Q and A with OG. Okay, so today we are super excited to have Dr. Timmy here, who is an obstetrician, a gynecologist and a fertility specialist, and most importantly, my dad. Um, Also, we're just calling him Dr. Timmy today, um, just because he doesn't want this to come across as some kind of kind of advertising ploy for his practice. He's quite against that. Clearly his last name is my maiden name, so it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to find out who he is. It's not really anonymous, but we'll call him Dr. Timmy today. Um, And we're excited to give him your questions. It was really only a matter of time before I moved into this podcast space because uh, 
I checked this morning and I, I do have 150 followers on Instagram. So I'm, Who are I, you? Oh, Dr. I, T. I don't mean 150,000, I mean 150 full stop. So I'm sort of an influencer. Uh, Jade and I are starstruck. We are. All right, let's listen to a little bit from one with our husbands early in the day. I remember the audio of this one wasn't great because there was four of us in the room. And we were sweating, weren't we? All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> is that the actual oh, beginning? Fuck. <laughs> okay, then. Love it. Oh, oh my God. Are we in the toilet? You should have seen the look on their faces when I belted out that one. Oh. I feel so embarrassed for you. Oh, I'm so red. Button. Yeah, and just fucking like midwives popped out, out like literally dropped from the ceiling. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's bleeding, like something is going on. But it was that she'd started pushing and, and um. There's a bird. Oh my God. Oh my gosh, we literally sound like we're in the toilet with a bird. Far along. I think you were like five centimetres. And then I learned about transition. I was like, babe, maybe you're transitioning. And she oh, just like going into the next. She like snarled. I'm like, I'm fucking transitioning. Like, I'm only five centimeters. I feel like I'm in another country. I can't do this. Thank you so much to everyone who stuck with us through those times. It sounded like either we were in space or in the toilet. And I do not know how. You guys have listened to all, like, that's just, <laughs> that's really, really bad. Really bad. I guess now's a good time to just say thank you so much, you legends, for yes. letting us live out our Dreams. dream job. We still just pinch ourselves every day that we get to do this for work. I mean, I'm asked all the time, do you think you go back to medicine? And I'm like, why would I when I get to do this right now? You know, never say never, but... I cannot believe this is my job. Yeah, it's pretty special and I never in my wildest dreams would ever think that I would be a co-host of a podcast, mainly because I didn't even know what a podcast was. <laughs> but no, Jade has something she needs to admit. What? You don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, if I'm going to be real because this is a real chat, I I don't, I, I the only podcast I've ever listened to is the inspired unemployed because <laughs> the boys are really funny but yeah that's but I laughed when you were angry I read books now I was laughed when you were angry that we didn't win the Australian podcast award and you had a bit of a dig and you were like who even are these other podcasts I'm like how would you know you wouldn't know because you don't <laughs> listen to any podcast it's true it's true I don't and good on them but I got a trophy from Sophie so I don't even care now the final question is Mm. are we besties (laughs) I think we are besties but what did we work out that we actually are we're sisters from another mister or we're no I hate that oh that gives me like well that's what someone I just think it's I think that when you've had what is it friends come into your life for a, a season, lifetime, a reason, or, or a, a lifetime. Yeah. And I think we've come into each other's lives for a reason. And I keep getting shown these Not cute a reels. 
No, for the reason and in the lifetime. Like we didn't know one another for 30-something years, so it can't be a lifetime. Well, that's 28 for me because I'm so young. Um, But Hang on, are you 28? No, when it started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was I going with this? There was something. something I I kept getting um, shown on my Explore page all these cute reels and it's about adult friendship and how special it is when you meet someone solely as an adult and there's so much choice and I feel like that's what it's been for us. Like we, we've chosen to be close. We've chosen to spend this time together and we've chosen this friendship and none of it was just a coincidence. It's all been choice. That is oh, very, very you. true. I love you too. Do you have anything else to say? Um, always. There's <laughs> always something. <laughs> I'd just like to say <laughs> thank you for everybody listening. And if you could kindly leave a review because we haven't had some in a while, that would be epic. And, and if, if you, you don't, don't good on ya. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on ya. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.